Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like a dad joke, making you roll your eyes every five seconds. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about Father's Day and what it means to me and what it means in my unique situation of being a father of an infant son who is across the country that I've never met and um, thinking about my role as a father and a uh, a surrogate father to people who have been in my life. I've, I've helped... Um, past partners and my current partner with uh, children in our lives. And, you know, being, uh, being a man beyond just being a father. So I wanted to talk about manhood as well and um, caring about yourself and caring about uh, the people in your life, you know, and, and not sacrificing the testosterone side of things as well while doing that. And um, you know, cause we're grown ass men and we like to see things explode. So I'm going to hit the thing. Drums, please. All right, so welcome to this special edition of Dopamine, which is a, a holiday edition. I think occasionally I'll do uh, holiday stuff if it's relevant to something that I can think to talk about. Uh, it's 8 p.m. on Father's Day, and uh, you know I've had all day to think about uh, this day. For me, in particular, it's been kind of it's been kind of an interesting day. It's my first Father's Day. I am a father to an infant son. His his name is Baby Jay. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say his name on the air because his mother get it, might get upset at me, but um, it's something that is an interesting topic for me to think about. I am, I am a father, but I haven't really felt like a father, and that is something that I need to explore and work through. Um, so uh, to 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 kind of backpedal a little bit before I get like diving directly into the heavy stuff. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about manhood, fatherhood, and, um, and and kind of thinking about them from the perspectives of, of individuality and not about what, you know, society expects or generalizes or anything like that. And the things that I, I, I've been dealing with uh, earlier in the day, you know, being a father that doesn't have access to a son at the moment um you know, you, you deal with a lot of commentary about deadbeat dads, you know, happy father's day to the good dads out there and fuck the deadbeat guys. Like that's, you know, and, and, and what, what does deadbeat really entail? You know, and it, it, is it fair to call anyone a deadbeat dad? Every situation is different. And I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are actual shitty men out there who are blatantly ignoring their responsibilities and not, able to, and, and just like avoiding everything because they're not a good person. But I don't know. I don't know who those people are. I don't know anything about them and I don't want to make that broad judgment. And there are also plenty of good men out there who are in their own unique situations that, um, that don't have the opportunity to see their kids and it's not necessarily their fault. And, you know, they should still celebrate. And this is something that I've had to allow myself to do is to still celebrate because you brought a beautiful person into the world. And, 
you know, my son is a cute kid (laughs) and, uh, he's, he's got a good mom and he's got a good support system. And I'm very grateful for that. And for that, I am allowing myself to celebrate. Um, and you know, not in any kind of grandiose way. I'm not a traditional kind of guy anyway, but I'm allowing myself to, to be, you know, a, a father, to be a man, to be someone who can, can be proud of, of, of that aspect of my life, even if it's something that I have not been fully immersed in day in and day out. I've also helped other people with their kids, uh, in, you know, kind of a surrogate fashion, just kind of helping. Um, you know, I, I, I dated someone in my early twenties who had a kid and we were together for two years and I was kind of a pseudo dad for, for her when, cause her father wasn't around and, um, you know, Molly's kids are around, um, uh, every Sunday and sometimes more than that. And, you know, they like me and that's cool and we hang out and it's a good time. And I do everything that I can, even though they are not biologically my kids to be a father figure to them in the sense that, you know, you're as, as a grown ass man, you know, you can be an authority to a child. You can be helpful. You can be there for them. You can listen to them. You can care for them, but you can also guide them in the right direction and, and uh, let them know, you know, some core values and core principles and, and ways to be nice to each other and way to be, ways to be respectful and things like that. So it kind of takes me back to the idea of manhood that I wanted to kind of break down and talk about a little bit. Um, and admittedly, I, I, I felt this drive to, to jump on and do this podcast because I just like got done watching, and this is going to sound super cliche, but I just got done watching the Tony Robbins documentary, I Am Not Your Guru. And, um, it was really good by the way. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, I think if it was anybody else, it would seem like super hokey, but something about Tony Robbins, that guy just has a natural, uh, way of working with people. And while I don't personally appeal, like, I don't feel like I would f- feel very comfortable in a room like that, nor would I pay five grand to be in the same room as him. I don't, you know, uh, I'm sure it's transformative and amazing, but I'm trying to find my own path as well. Um, but I don't, I just don't like the idea of like being in a large room with like people who are just all doing the same thing at the same time. It makes me feel like church and uh, that's creepy. <laughs> but the general idea is there was one point where he was working with a couple and he was asking them to kind of picture their future and write down something about their relationship. And she wrote down this, this really beautiful manifesto about their relationship and how she makes, how he makes her feel and all this stuff. And Tony asked the guy to come over and kind of give his same sort of feeling and feel. And it was very, um, it was very similar to her. She was very spiritual and she was like using a lot of the universe and making me feel good about that stuff. And he was kind of doing a lot of the same. He was kind of trying to repeat her language and, and repeat her body language. And, um, before I continue, the reason I wanted to talk about manhood and fatherhood, because part of, fatherhood is continuing to be a man and not just be a father, you know, to, to be a man to the person with your, who you're with or the people around you and, and hold a sense of pride and respect and, and, uh, uh, you know, guidance and, and, uh, testosterone (laughs) in a way. Um, anyway, to go back to the story, um, he was getting kind of woo woo to the point where he just didn't sound genuine at all. He was just saying like, I want us to be connected. And it was all very, like very soft and, 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 um, feminine and effeminate. And, um, and, and it was, it was funny because like, you know, Tony Robbins being Tony Robbins, uh, called him out on it 
and was basically just telling him like, dude, what are you doing? This is, <laughs> this is rough to listen to. This is so, uh, what is going on? So he immediately started asking him about his past and, and his father and, um, Turns out his father was more of a effeminate man as well, and someone who was just a little bit, um, uh, you know, not 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 a masculine type, you know, not very domineering. So apparently his mom was more of the one in control, and um, you know he was being controlled by his father. So the mom was in control of the father, and father was in control of the kid. So there was a lot of um, there was a lot of dominance going on in a way that wasn't about teaching. And it wasn't necessarily the mom's fault or the dad's fault. It's just like, it's, it's, there's a unique perspective that comes with being a man or a boy. And that not to say it's impossible to be taught by a mother or a woman, but it's, it's, it's just not the same. It really isn't the same. Um, it's hard to describe, which is hard for me to come on this podcast and, and, uh, and, and try to explain it to you. But for the most part, like, that's how I feel about it because there is something about manhood that is, that is unique as such as being a woman and being feminine is unique. And there are qualities that overlap between genders and there are qualities that overlap between, um, you know, being a, a, the dominant parent in a relationship and things like that. And it's not about, you know, cliche home structures, you know, the man is in charge, like that sort of thing. It's about, you know, it's about, it's about, um, being able to work together using your strengths. It's not about one person controlling another. And I want to be very clear about that. It, it is, it is about, you know, you could be a grown ass man. <laughs> you could be, uh, you could be strong. You could be caring. You can be loving. You could be thoughtful. You can teach and be there for someone and you can listen and you can pick them up when they're down. You can, uh, uh yeah, I basically covered all the good ones, <laughs> but um, through the course of this, this teaching with this guy, he kind of went through this, this story, uh, about basically a lion being raised by sheep and then lions came and slaughtered the sheep and they looked at the lion cub who was left over and they said like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you trying to fit into something that you're not? And it's not that you can, that you can't mold yourself to be a little bit like a, a different type of person. And this is about teaching that there is, there is, a, there's testosterone inside men. You know, there's a manliness. There's a, it's so hard to describe without sounding like a douche <laughs> really, but it, it, it is about, um, there, there is just like a, like an oomph, just a, ah, there's a roar. There's a something in every man that wants to be unleashed that you want to unleash. Uh, and, and I know I want that. I know I get really frustrated with myself when I feel like I'm not owning up to my responsibilities, when I'm not physically strong, when I'm not feeling like I want to be a sexual being, when I'm not wanting to be aggressive and wanting to, to just, ah, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, it, and it's very frustrating. So, I mean, it's important for me as a man to continue to nurture that and be caring and be there for someone and be there for, for people and be there for Molly. And, you know, Molly is someone that she's a very independent woman. She's really strong. She's caring. She loves other people and she takes care of them. She takes care of herself. Um, and she's a very strong person, but she's a woman. She's feminine. She's like lovely in that sense. And, in turn, I feel like 
in contrast, I want to continue to be the best man that I can be. And we work really well together in that sense. So it's, it's, I know I'm speaking in a lot of abstracts right now, but uh, it's important to consider aspects of your manhood as, as, as something that you continue to foster, particularly after you become a father, that you continue to take care of yourself. You continue to, to groom yourself. You continue to work out. You continue to, uh, you know, read about stuff and learn things and, and converse with other men and have healthy conversations with people and healthy conversations with women and healthy relationships with women that are not just your spouse, but someone that you can, people that you can communicate with in a healthy way that is non-sexual and that you can love people outside of a romantic relationship, which is a, an important aspect of being a man, I believe as well. Um, you know, for me, my, my father was, is he's, he's still alive. <laughs> but when I say was, I'm referring to like when I was a teenager and younger, um, you know, my father is not the most, cliche masculine man. He is a guy that he's a sales guy. He's, he, he's always, um, you know, trying to make things happen. And for that, I appreciate that. He, he, he taught me a sense of grit. You know, I, I don't think he did it on purpose. I don't think he knew how to teach it. <laughs> I think he just kind of showed it because he was always trying to make things work. He always made sure the ship was afloat. He always found a way to make things happen. And, you know, that was something that that I feel has been passed on to me kind of naturally. And, you know, my parents were tough on me and my upbringing was a little bit rough and, um, you know, I've had, I've had some, some, some tough times, but those challenges have made me stronger and made me a better person and made me a better man because I've understood that there are aspects of a family unit and a relationship that I don't want based on what I've seen and what I've experienced. Um, you know, and my father also showed me plenty of things. Um, he, he tried to show me kind of like some cliche things, you know, to, 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 you know, change the oil and change a tire and, and, uh, do the yard work and stuff like that. But I've always valued the soft skills more, the things that I would learn just by watching his interactions with people. You know, he taught me how to care about people, even when I didn't want to care about them. Um, you know, in, in the sense that like, he was always good at talking to people and learning about them in, in creating relationships for, in a business context, you know, um, he was always, he, he wasn't just trying to exploit people for, to get their money. He was always just, he was trying to build relationships and connect with them. And he taught me that. And, and, and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Just watching him, him do that because it's helped me someone who is not at all naturally a people person to learn how to appeal to people, um, in, in, in different kinds of ways and to, to ask questions and learn about them. So I'm really, really grateful for that. He's taught me to be compassionate. He's taught me to say thank you. And please, my parents have been really good about that. And, you know, I'm, and, and this is not unique to just, you know, being uh, masculine or learning from your father. There's plenty, as I was trying to say earlier, that you can also learn from your mother about really balancing being, you know, masculine and, and feminine, because you can't just be a complete, tool and you can't be, you know, uh, uh, too soft, you know, either. I, I don't think, I don't think as, as much as a, a woman wants, wants a man, and I'm talking about a straight relationship here, as long as a woman might want a man to be, you know, softer and respectful and caring, she still wants to, you know, be loved and dare I say ravished. <laughs> You can tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. And, uh, you know, you gotta, 
you, you, you gotta, you gotta be uh, uh, working towards that, you know? Um, and you know, again, it's about respect and love in a relationship. It's not, it's not about being uh, uh, domineering or controlling in any kind of way, but it just means that like, you know, shows of strength and shows of compassion and shows of caring and loving. And that shows for the same thing. You know, you, you exhibit that to your partner, your kids, your kids see that your kids see how you're taking care of, of your partner and helping each other and being respectful to each other and teaching each other. You teach your kids and then they can go teach other people and they can be respectful. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of talking in circles here, but that's, that's the, that's the core here is, is that the core of the message that I'm trying to state is that because you've become a father, because you've, you've fulfilled your genetic mission in life. It is not an excuse to give up on who you are. It's not an excuse to stop thinking about your hygiene and your dress and how you present yourself, how you present yourself to your partner, how you love your partner, how you love your kids, how you dedicate your life to learning and loving and being a better person that does not stop because you've become a father. And, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm in the struggle of energy lately. And I think what has been driving me forward is thinking more about the things that I can do to nurture my masculinity. And that means going to the gym. That means, you know, doing things for, for Molly and like, cooking for her and caring for her and talking to her and showing affection and self-developing and helping other people and, and, you know, doing things for me, learning new things and reading new things and, um, you know, grooming and shaving and putting on some aftershave and, and just like smelling good and feeling good. And just, you know, all of those things, you know, that that's, these are not things that these are not things that men should ignore. You know, you could take care of yourself. Absolutely. And I want to do another episode on that specifically about like self-care and grooming for men, because you know, men have this real messed up perspective that like you can just put on uh, uh, basketball shorts and a Jersey and not take a shower and go out into the world and expect to find a lady or expect your wife to still respect you. <laughs> it, it takes work. It takes consistent work because you cannot take anything in this life for granted. You can't assume that your kids are going to continue to love you no matter what you do. You can't assume that your partner is going to love you no matter what it is that you do. And they should care about you in so many different contexts, but is not their responsibility to overlook your flaws and pretend that you're, you're someone who is okay with being stuck in the same place. They have a right to leave. So it, it's, it's kind of appropriate to consider that. And now, you know, I don't mean being insecure. I don't mean be uh, uh, preoccupied by that thought. I just mean to think about it and use it as a motivator to get up and create a routine and do a couple push-ups, which I'm going to do after this podcast <laughs> and, you know, eat healthier, dress, wear something nice, get, get a nice cologne. There's a, um, if you look at my Instagram at rival, my design, I posted a, um, a brute aftershave. That like I was like, hey, if you need a last minute gift for your your loved one, your the father in your life, 
uh, you should get them this. I love this. Uh, I forget what the brand is, but it's called Brute. And if you go to my Instagram, you can check it out. How my uh, rival my design is the Instagram account. And it is like some of the best smelling stuff. I, I want to wear it every day. I don't usually wear it every day. It's something I put on when I shave. Um, and I don't, I shave maybe once a week or once every two weeks, just kind of a trim. I got a beard and it, it, it smells like you just got out of the barbershop. It smells so good. And okay. Quick tip before I do another episode on male grooming, quick tip that I want to stop every single man I see doing this. When you're putting on cologne, do not spray. I don't care. If, don't spray and walk into it. Don't spray it on you. Do not spray. Like dab it on your finger and do one side of your neck, other side of your neck, right wrist, and then push your wrists together. That's it. One, two, three, four little dabs because everyone in the vicinity should not smell you. The only one that should be smelling you is the woman in your life that is close enough to smell it and enjoy it. I had a friend of mine who was in town last week and I totally forgot that I put on cologne, but I gave her a hug and like she, she came out of the hug and she was like, you smell so good. That is exactly the moment that you want. If you're a single guy looking for a lady, like, and you go to get a hug or you meet someone new and you get a hug from them, they're going to notice that. And then like, if they're, if, if you walk into the room and there's a cloud of gross, <laughs> gross cologne, you're going to turn everyone off. And it made me think of that. Cause last night we went to go see the movie tag, which was fantastic by the way. And, um, there was a dude that was wearing Tommy Hilfiger cologne. I knew it was Tommy Hilfiger cause I made the same mistake when I was 13 years old and I put on way too much of it and like the entire vicinity could smell it. And I was like, Come on, man. This is really distracting. Do not spray. Just dab one, two, three, four, and you're good. Wear some, some, some body spray a little bit or something. If you feel like you're going to stink, but that's what deodorants for, you know, cologne is not deodorant. That is, <laughs> I should name that the episode. Cologne is not deodorant. You jerk. <laughs> um, but the point of this episode is, uh, you know, I want to give a happy father's day to all the fathers out there. Um, give one to myself because I had a hard time feeling like I am allowed to celebrate. Um, I've had a hard time with even people coming up to me and asking if I'm, you know, if I have any kids because I, I, I don't, it's a tricky thing to say, you know? Um, yeah, I have a son. He lives with his mom across the country and, you know, it begins a sad conversation and I, I don't want to do that. Um, but I think, I, I think I need to kind of flip the script for me personally and, you know, be proud of what's going on in terms of having a son. You know, uh, I'm proud that he exists. Um, I'm proud to be his father. Um, I'm hoping to meet him soon and see him soon and, um, you know, foster a relationship. But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't work towards continuing to be the best man that I can be. And that when I see him, and if he sees me and sees if he, you know, even if it's something in the future where he uh, a few years from now or 10 years from now or 15 years from now, when he's a teenager and he wants to look up things about me in my past, I can show him examples of like being the best man that I can be and, and have episodes of this podcast that he can listen to and say, man, he's, he's a good dude. He's helping people. Or he can say, Hey, he's a jerk because he's my father. And that's what happens sometimes, <laughs> but it's all good. You know, just be the best man you can be and um, be a good father, be a good husband or boyfriend or significant other. And 
you know, just self-care. Take care of yourself. It's okay to be a grown-ass man. So uh, that's everything for this special Sunday evening episode. We're going to resume our normal schedule starting tomorrow with a wonderful episode about, I can't remember what tomorrow's episode's about, uh, Breaking the Cycle. Tomorrow is an episode about breaking the um, the vicious cycle of abuse. So that's a good one. So check on it tomorrow morning. Um, just to let you guys know, we still have the podcast course up, cnote.thinkific.com. It's everything from conception to execution. And it is really about not only setting up your own podcast and naming and finding guests and talking about marketing and nearly eight to 10 hours of content. It is also a personal development tool and coaching at the same time. So um, it's a very useful resource. So go to cnote.thinkific.com. Check out my stuff at hi.myneamischristian.com. You subs- could subscribe to this show at dopamine.life and, um, you know, making some shifts. There's going to be some new things happening soon as always, but you can follow me on all my social channels at rival my design. If you have any questions, comments, queries, concerns, hit me up on this show on anchor with a voice message or hit me up on all the social channels at rival my design. That is it. I'm going to go and enjoy the rest of my evening and sit and relax and wait for Molly to come home so I can enjoy a good time with her. So, um, I love you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. Happy father's day. And enjoy it. See ya. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later.